I often remind families that our kiddos are real human beings, not robots. So yes, we can absolutely get your baby or toddler sleep to an amazing, consistent space. And yes, we can absolutely expect off nights because they're human. And as a sleep consultant and mom, I want to make sure you know that my wonderful sleepers are also human. So in this episode, I'm sharing an example of an off night we had recently with our youngest and how we handled it. Hey there, I'm Lauren Angler, your fellow mom friend and pediatric sleep consultant of Via Graces. This is a place where you'll learn all the sleep tips and tricks so you feel equipped to navigate the ups and downs of your little one's sleep. You'll also get an inside look at our family's life as I share the real joys and tougher moments of parenting. So whether you're nap trapped, driving to daycare pickup, or you're enjoying a solo evening walk, my goal is for this podcast to be another reminder that when it comes to most things in parenting, all it takes is a plan and a whole lot of grace. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, so the other night my husband was working, which is not uncommon for him in the evenings. And so I was on solo bedtime duty with all three girls. Not a big deal. I'm always ready to rest at the end, but it's pretty common for us. So solo bedtime duty, uh, depending on the girl's day, kind of what their current schedule is, I usually put the youngest down first. She's almost 15 months old, then the four-year-old down, then the six-year-old. The six-year-old always has about 20 or 30 minutes of of one-on-one time with my husband and or me after the younger two go to bed because she can handle a bit of a later bedtime. So Anyway, it was time for Isla, the almost 15-month-old, to go to bed. So per usual, the other girls came up and joined me. We got her ready for bed, read her story, sang her song, laid her down, and she screamed. Now, again, she's a real human being. Sometimes she fusses when we lay her down, but it's definitely not her norm. And if she does fuss, it is not a scream, and it lasts for 30, maybe 60 seconds max. Well, this night was definitely different. She screamed the moment we left the room, closed the door, and my older two were like, Mom, what's wrong with Isla? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. We're we're going to try to give her some space to figure out what's going on. So we go downstairs. We have about 10 more minutes before it's time for my four-year-old Avery to go to bed. So we're drawing pictures or something together. And the whole time we're kind of looking at each other like, this is not normal. What's going on? And I said, oh, you know, we're just going to give her some space kids have off days. We're going to give her some space to see if she can figure it out. And in my head, I'm like, man, is it overtiredness? Jason said she had kind of a strange nap this afternoon. Is it her molars coming through? We've been suspecting those molars, but they're very hard to figure out. You don't want to get your finger chomped by sticking it back there. Or is it just an off night? So again, we're giving her some wait time to see. So waited about 10 minutes and her screaming did not let up. So one, I wanted to go do a check-in. Two, it's also now time for Avery to start getting ready for bed. So as Avery's going to the bathroom, getting her pajamas on, getting her toothbrush ready, I jump in for a little pop-in. So I go in there, uh, patting and shushing does not work very well for her. So I scooped her up immediately and she calmed instantly, which I was really thankful for. So I was like, okay, I don't think you're sick. You've been feeling well all day. Did a little sniff check. I knew she hadn't pooped. Just again, probably an off night. So I held her for maybe a minute or two, kind of saying to her she was super calm. But then I was like, one, I can't do this all night long. You need to go to sleep in your crib so I can go to sleep in my bed. But also I've got two other girls that I need to go take care of and and put to bed. So laid her back down, left the room. Once again, she is screaming. 
not fun. So I'm like, all right, Avery, let's get going. Brush her teeth, read her book, lay her down. And she was like, oh, mom, I was so sad. I was like, I know I'm going to go check in again. So lay Avery down. My oldest, sweet Olivia, is out in the hallway drawing a picture of her really sad sister in the crib, put hearts all around it like, I love you, Isla. Um, Talk about tugging on your heartstrings. And she started getting visibly upset, like, mom, she's so sad. And so I basically had a conversation with her of like, okay, this is our time together, right? So we usually have 20 or 30 minutes together. We can hang out. She really wanted to draw a picture. And I, of course, wanted to give her that time and also just didn't want to leave her by herself for 20 or 30 minutes. So I was like, hey, I'm I'm excited to spend time with you. I really want to color that princess picture too. And Isla's having a really tricky time. I'm going to have to go help her. And, you know, she's torn like, yeah, I want you to help her. I want her to be okay. But I also want my mommy time. And so I said, I'm going to help her for a few minutes. I will be downstairs, get everything ready. I'll come downstairs soon. So I pop into the room with Isla again and again, instantly scoop her up and she's totally fine. Rest her head on my shoulder. So I just sit down in the chair in there and held her for five, maybe 10 minutes. Didn't really have a plan in the moment. It was just like, the screaming is different. Something is off. I I just need to help her. So I'm holding her, maybe secretly hope she would just pass out and then transfer wonderfully to her crib. Although I knew realistically that probably wasn't going to happen. So anyway, I held her for five, maybe 10 minutes. Then I was like, well, I need like, again, she needs to sleep, but I also need to go help Olivia. So I'm standing up to go lay her down. And even just me standing and moving, you could tell she was not asleep. And she started like grabbing onto me like, eh, eh, like, no, mom, don't lay me down. I know what you're going to try to do. And just in the moment, I was like, you know what? I can't keep, I can't keep hearing her scream like this because I don't know what's going on. And I also can't keep leaving Olivia and eventually she's going to have to go to bed. So I just took her out of the room and brought her downstairs. And even Olivia looked up at me and was like, huh? Like, what are you doing, mom? And I was like, you know what? We're just going to do a little reset and we're going to try again. So I sat down at the kitchen table, just holding her. She actually still rested her head on my shoulder for I don't know, five-ish minutes, and then eventually brought her head up and was looking around. She asked to nurse, so I actually nursed her. Um, She is definitely awake, hanging out. I'm just holding her. Olivia and I are drawing. And after 20 minutes or so, you know, full-on reset, I was like, okay, I'm going to go try this again. And of course, my oldest Olivia is like, but what if she cries? And I I just said like, she's got to go to bed. We've got to try again. So Olivia came with me. We went upstairs, but really truly did a full reset. So I had already taken her sleep sack off when we were downstairs. So went into her bedroom, lights were on, changed her diaper again. It wasn't wet, but wanted to go through the whole routine. So changed her diaper again, sleep sack back on, read her two stories. Olivia and I sang to her, laid her down, walked away. Now, when we laid her down, she screamed again, but this time she screamed for maybe 20 seconds. And then she was out. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so thankful that worked because again, right? Like, yes, I'm a sleep consultant. Yes. I've got these tools in my toolkit. Doesn't mean they always work the first time or work perfectly. So she was not happy, but then she went right to sleep. So thankful. Got Olivia to bed, maybe 15 ish minutes later, she was up a little longer than usual, but it was nice to have that space. When Jason was done working, I was able to unload the evening on him. We probably heard Isla stir maybe two or three times within the first hour or two of her actually falling asleep, which I'm sure was just from overtiredness. She ended up being up a lot later than normal, but she had a normal night, fell right back to sleep each time with no help needed, slept through the night per usual, and we were super 
thankful. So this is just one little strategy or tool you can call it that I just call the bedtime reset. This is not something that we do often. In fact, this might be maybe the first or second time in Isla's 15 months of living that we've ever needed to do this. Um, we've maybe done it with our older two girls a handful of times, but, but it can be helpful to have in your back pocket. So again, this was just a really off night where I didn't really know what was going on, but something was strange and something had to give. This bedtime reset was perfect for Isla and for me. If you are traveling or if you just have traveled and maybe it's a big time zone change. And so your child's up at two in the morning experiencing jet lag and you're like, it's bedtime. And their body's like, it's not bedtime. So jet lag situation, you may actually get out of bed at two in the morning, turn on the lights a little bit, play for a bit. And then, okay, it's bedtime. Do a reset, go through the routine again, lay them down. So jet lag scenario, this bedtime reset may be helpful. If your kiddo is woken up by a thunderstorm or maybe a nightmare and they're having a really hard time settling. So again, caveat here, if your child has a weird night, I would not recommend the bedtime reset is like the first thing you do. Remember with Isla, I tried a couple check-ins first and it just wasn't working. And honestly, if Jason was here, I probably would have done a couple more check-ins before doing this reset. But also in hindsight, I'm glad that I did the bedtime reset and it worked. But so again, your kiddo has a nightmare. There's a thunderstorm that wakes them up. Try to first simply calm them and help them fall back to sleep. But if they're just having a tough time, again, consider this bedtime reset. There have been a couple of times where we have driven to, to visit family. It's been a long day. We plan for the last couple of hours to be in the car when the girls are sleeping. And so when we get to my parents' house, for example, it's 10 p.m. They've been sleeping for two or three hours, but now they're awake and they're stoked to see my parents. We we sometimes have just taken them upstairs like, okay, you've just got to go right to bed. Sometimes we let them hang out with my parents, but then we do a reset. So one, if they're having a hard time handling the transfer to bed, or we did let them hang out with my parents for a bit, and so now they're going to go to bed, we just do a reset. It's it's giving their little mind and body time to be like, I don't know what just happened, but that was weird. And also, okay, whatever just happened, it is still time for sleep. Sleep still needs to happen. And so we're going to reset. And especially for little ones who are independent sleepers, again, even the most independent sleepers have off nights where maybe you do end up having to hold their hand for three hours or sleep on their floor. Again, who knows those off nights happen, but hopefully we have other tools that can, can get us to, yeah, maybe I have to give them give them a little more help. Maybe I do need to do this reset, but then they're still able to fall asleep on their own. They're still able to sleep in their own bed all night long, which is such a gift. So again, don't want this bedtime reset to be a norm for anybody, but if you're a little one who is usually a great sleeper and for whatever reason just has an off night, I hope this little bedtime reset can be one trick to help you feel like you can keep their sleep on track. I try to end each episode with the plan and also the grace. So the plan was a normal night, independent sleep where I could lay my baby down per usual, walk away, and she'd peacefully drift off to sleep. But that didn't happen. So plan B was some check-ins and plan C was that bedtime reset. And the grace, all of it. Grace for myself when I was frustrated she wasn't just going to sleep because I had triple bedtime duty. Grace for my older girls who were sad she was having a tough time, but who also wanted their normal bedtimes with mom. And grace for my sweet babe who, for whatever reason, just had an off night. As always, thank you so much for listening. 
If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with a friend who could use an extra sleep trick as well. And if you have a moment to leave a positive review, that would mean the world to me. Every review makes it more possible for other parents to listen in and it keeps this podcast going.